How you feeling, PJ? One day closer, man. One day closer. Almost there. Not 24 hours quite yet, but... How you feeling? Almost there. That, you, you, you said almost there. That's not a feeling. That's a time frame. Feeling all right. I mean... You like got you got the War Eagle Tigers coming to your house. Listen, I you have a dude named Bo that's going to be slinging the rock around in Happy Valley, handing it to a guy named Tank. Right, right. I also have. You're going to counter that I mean, with Joey Porter Jr. I can't wait for that for sure. But I'm also like, we got high school football tonight. You know, got got a show tonight. PJ's got, been got, no got Cam, high school. Got high school Cam, football. PJ, got high school football uh, recap tomorrow. I think the best you know, way I, I can I describe gotta, this is PJ has a pensive look on his face. I, I got to get there. Mentally. Pensive is the best way I can describe PJ because it's uh, it's anxiety ridden. A little bit. I mean, there's a lot of other things too, but uh, I mean, it, yeah, a little bit. But no, like, but when we dig down through it, I will say the overarching anxiety is coming from Auburn at Penn State. Right, I I will say that uh, there was there was a tweet last night that turned into several tweets. Oh and no! Of course, you have the whiteout coming on on Saturday mm-hmm. evening, and normally, of course, there's there's you know the stadium shots and the you know the the intro and the entrance and all that getting shared and Kirk Herbstreit going oh it's the best and uh, everyone's sharing that. But last night, from Penn State football's official Twitter, Instagram, with the check mark. With the check marks came a all white picture with a like white and like grayed out Nittany Lion head and that's all. That's it. And it just had the date. What does it mean? 9/18/21 and it might just mean we're we're doing the white out. Okay, but what do you that's think awesome. it means? What is your deep diving? My deep down like hope, my like in my soul, if Penn State came out with some like all white whether it be the away uniforms, just the away uniforms, or some sort of weird, like, all-white alternate with, like, the white helmet with, like, a, a grayed-out Nittany Lion head on the side. Dude, I know all Wait, of no, the, no, 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 I, I know no, all no, of no, the, no, like, no. traditional no, fans would no, go no, insane. No, 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 I would be elated. Now, of course, then you don't want to go out and get, get beat by, like, 80 points. But, dude, I would be elated. It would be amazing. Well, I mean, but it, it's probably just means hey, it's the whiteout. We're gonna. There's a couple everything. of things you know to I mean? dive into like, here. Number yeah. one, and again, you anyone who's listened to the show knows we're big uniform people. Yeah, you want to go yeah. into like your biggest game, non-conference game, in a minute, like regular season non-conference game. Yeah. And switch out the uniforms. We talked about this. This is a branding opportunity. This is when you got to wear the uniforms. I will say this. I've said before, if you're in a whiteout, you got to do. You got to wear all white. Even if you just wore the away uniform, correct? Like, that'd but you be good don't enough. put no logos on that Penn State helmet. Yeah, well, I mean that's the point. That that's the thing is like, how do you even do if you're Penn State? How how do you even really do an alternate all white jersey when your away jerseys are literally just all white? Correct. You know what I mean? You take the so, stripes off. You just make it literally just white. <laughs> yeah, Everything's white. Right. I don't know about that. That I don't. I don't know if that would look good. Don't but, y'all wear black cleats though? Yeah. Yeah. But. No, even if they just came out with the away uniforms, I, I would I would love that. Well, I'm looking at Auburn's elated. page, and they have a Game 3 image, kind of like a movie poster. Yeah. And it's got a cave opening to Beaver Stadium right? with a wideout happening, two Tigers, and then a player walking out, and the player's wearing the all-white Auburn uniform. Right. Interesting. 
That sounds like an awesome image, by the way. Like that, that's that sounds pretty. That's pr sounds pretty sick. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So like their graphics team is is doing a great job. Well, I mean, I, sure. did, I didn't know you guys had like a tunnel entrance to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I wish. Oh, hold on. Speaking of entrances and speaking of tunnels, you guys hear about this malarkey that's happening up at Notre Dame? Ooh, the rare malarkey drop. I love. Yeah, that. this baloney no, that's that happening up at Notre Dame. What's going on? Well, it's not huge because apparently Notre Dame has a size issue. Uh. Purdue is playing at Notre Dame this weekend. Right. Purdue has a tradition called the world's largest drum. They literally have a 10-foot tall drum yeah. that they take everywhere they go. They wheel it out, and there's like two people, one on each side, that bang the drum when the band plays at halftime, right? They've been doing this at every single Purdue football game, home and away, since 1979, including at Notre Dame. Oh, God. Notre Dame has informed them that they won't be able to bring their drum to their game at Notre Dame for this just completely, again, Notre Dame has a size issue. Uh, they renovated their stadium, and so the home entrance is plenty big enough. The, the tunnel the tunnel is plenty big enough, but the away tunnel is not big enough, and they're not going to allow them to use the home tunnel because the home tunnel is only for Notre Dame coaches and athletes. I want to start like a, a GoFundMe to rent a helicopter, yeah, to drop, drop that thing in. in at midfield. Yes. Or, or, I just want to go up there and help them ramrod that thing through the home side and onto the field. Just one way or the other, man. Just get some security. But again, I'll say it for a third time: Notre Dame has a size problem. Yeah, no, they absolutely do, and that—that's. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they have for a while, but like I. The, uh, go back in and watch the the uh, Alabama Notre Dame national championship. I was going to say, I think the issue might be Notre Dame doesn't or Notre Dame wants to hold on to their title as world's biggest beating. Yeah, yeah, I think that's solid. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Obviously, Notre Dame. That's just Notre Dame being Notre Dame, though. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I know we got. <laughs> oh, but the, the school that's all about the tradition and the gold helmets and the win one for the Gipper and play like a champion today, they're going to kill somebody else's tradition? With all of that, you, you have a point there, though, because with all of the innovation and crazy things we've done with, like, parachutes and whatnot and, and diving in the stadium, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Cam, you've got to bring, like, a Chinook in there, right, and just drop yeah, that bad boy at midfield? Right in. I'm so down. No. What? What? No? You guys can hear me? Oh, yeah, we got yeah. you. You said no? Can you hear me? Oh, we can yeah, hear you. No. Oh, see, Cam, Cam, Cam's diving into the Notre Dame fandom over here. It sounds like Cam's against big drums. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. Trust me. I'm tired of seeing them in the playoffs. Let's play it like that. So, again, I'll ask you again. Should Purdue rent a Chinook and drop this drum at midfield? I guess. I mean, the rain on Notre Dame's parade, I guess so. I'm not a Notre Dame fan. That's, I'm not asking uh, you if you're a Notre Dame fan. I'm asking you if you think it's baloney that Notre Dame is killing a tradition that goes back to 1979. Yeah. I mean, who is Notre Dame to do? Well, who is anybody to kill a tradition that goes back decades? And, yeah, who's anybody to do that? So, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, they got a, you got a point. If you no, know, I guess Purdue can do that. With all like stories we've we've heard of, 
embarrassing and, and, and ridiculous away team locker rooms that like aren't up to code, whatever, and aren't are on purpose so that they feel uncomfortable. I mean, you have Iowa who has like the all pink, I think still, uh, you know, away team locker room and whatnot to, to try and just weird them out before right. weird the away team out before games. The fact that Notre Dame literally did their renovations to the T to, to the point of making the away team's tunnel that much smaller. Well, they said they, ma- like, they, said they, they made it small because they wanted to maximize seating capacity. And that's, again... So it's like you added, what, like 40 extra seats? Yeah, who cares? That's malarkey and baloney because oh, you, know why, you know why they did it, dude. To, to not allow the drum in. And not also, specifically And the also drum. so they can never schedule Alabama because Alabama's line would not be able to fit through that away tunnel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a yeah, very, very good excuse for that. No. Very well, oh, hey, sorry. This, like, Nick Saban's like, hey, we'd love to schedule a, a home-and-home with you. He's like, oh, yeah, we would. We would, but I don't think you guys would actually like legitimately fit inside of our locker room or tunnel. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no disrespect, by the way, but yeah, sorry. Instead of Alabama, and uh, we're, we're going to have to schedule like Kent State because they, yep. they can fit through. Yeah, we'll put it on, uh, we'll put it but, on, yeah. we'll put it on Paramount Plus. I'd and you got to sign up for a seven day trial. How many people do you think are coming up on a seven day free trial for Paramount Plus because they bought it last or, or signed up for it last week? And for the Toledo game, yeah, signed up for his last week, and they're like, you know what, I'm not gonna watch this game. And then they're like, oh crap, this game's really tight at halftime. I gotta watch this game. Sign up for the. Like, All right, I'll remember. I'll, I'll set an alarm on my phone. How many people do you think are gonna forget to cancel their their Peacock? Is it Paramount or Peacock? Peacock, I think it was Peacock. Peacock, yeah, probably Peacock. Subscription. How many people do you think are going to forget to cancel that? Because it's coming up this Saturday. Close to all of them. I mean, close to close to everyone, a- unless they're listening to this right now, which is basically a warning. Like, there's to, a bunch of Notre Dame go fans going, like, "Oh my god! Oh crap! I forgot about that." Yeah. Uh, no, but but absolutely. I I'm pretty, I, I I'd venture to say like 90 percent of people forget when they do those types of things. I know I definitely do. Like I think I signed up for to watch one of the U.S. men's national team games. Yeah. Like, Three or four years ago, and then we got kicked out by Trinidad, tr- kicked out of the World Cup by Trinidad and Tobago, and I was yes. like, "All right, I'm done watching this." Speaking of trying to but cancel anyway. things, <laughs> speaking of trying to cancel things, you guys remember a few months ago when Nebraska tried to cancel this Oklahoma game that's coming up? This week, a lot of people thought this was a bad weekend. This is a great weekend. Yeah, there yeah. are so many storylines this weekend. Like it was like, "Oh, it's just Penn State Auburn." No, there is a lot of great storylines this weekend. I think there's there's a lot of good storylines anyway. I, I like going through our picks and everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw a lot of interesting games. Even oh, the ones a great week. that are supposed to be a blowout, uh, I mean, certainly could not be very quickly. But so. I'm, just try- I'm trying to get these storylines out of the way because, again, Nebraska tried to cancel this game and tried to schedule another home game yeah. because they said like due to COVID-19 economical impacts, they wanted to schedule another home game. Due to COVID, we don't want to get beat 70-7. to Correct. So, yeah. We're trying to schedule another home game. Yeah. Which, again, this one, is, it could go extremely sideways for Nebraska. It probably will. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Oklahoma will. almost lost to the power call. But, I mean, Tulane hung with Oklahoma. <laughs> Tulane is solid, man. Nah, I, I, I think Oklahoma get beat Nebraska here in a second, too. by, like, three <laughs> touchdowns, man. Oklahoma beat Nebraska by three touchdowns, if well, not more. Cam's coming after it, but I don't know, man. Like, Scott Frost yeah. coaching Spencer. for his job. Oh, yeah, yeah but is. that doesn't always work out. You know, I mean, that, that's, yeah, I mean, that's probably <laughs> true. <laughs> People use that a lot. Like, oh, we're going to win one for the Gipper. And then that 
does not happen. You know, I mean, so making some money though, making good money, <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was very excited to see what. Oh what my Scott god! How, how do mad do you think they were Nebraska. when they when Fox hit them with the Hey, guess what? You're on Big Noon Saturday. Oh god, yeah. What's well, the brand, mm. right? I mean, how do you not? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's a historically great rivalry. Yeah, absolutely. I Nebraska mean, I ain't been real times, good in a long time. Yeah, all those times back in the Big 12 and everything like that. I mean, how do you, there's no way, you know, Fox was going to miss this game. Right. But I think Nebraska kind of knew that a little bit when they were trying to get out of it. So, uh, well, speaking of Tulane. And, it's going to be uh, rough. Yeah, Nebraska, you tried to get out of it. You didn't. We all know that you tried to get out of it. So now we're all like the high school kids. We're like, oh, fight, 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 I think fight. even like their own fans. Are, if yeah. you're a Nebraska fan, are you a little embarrassed to just like show up percent. to the game? Like, yeah. thousand percent. I know I would be. I it's kinda, be no, it's kind of it. like when you cancel on somebody. You're like, hey, man, I can't hang out. And you cancel on them. And then – you see them at wherever you went after you canceled on them. Yeah, right. And they're like, oh. <laughs> That's why you don't – all right, I'm not going to – Spare. I'm not going to – We can move on to Tulane. Big, big lessons of the day here yeah. on, on second down. I, I'm not going to get into that. We can, we can move on to Tulane because you <laughs> see the helmets that Tulane is wearing. Yeah, they're awesome. Fire throwback yeah. helmets. Yeah. They're playing Ole Miss this weekend. Actually, they're only a 14-point dog to Ole Miss, which I found interesting. But <laughs> they're wearing awesome helmets. I encourage you to look them up on Twitter. But uh, one of the patches they have on the back is just an amazing flex. Because Tulane, if you'll think back, they were a member in the SEC in the way, way back, like 80 years ago. Yeah. Right? They have a patch on the back of their sticker or on the back of their helmet that says SEC champs 34, <laughs> 39, 49. And I just went and did some math. So they have three SEC championships. Yeah. They have more SEC championships than Arkansas, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Missouri combined. I love it. That's Come embarrassing. Combined. That is great. <laughs> Although, That's embarrassing. Who are they playing this weekend? Ole Miss. And Ole Miss was not on that list. Ole Miss has six. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Ole Miss has never won a champion- SEC championship game, though. Right. They uh, won all their prior to, prior to that. I don't think they've actually ever played in an SEC championship game. And again, game. so did Tulane. You know what I mean? So no, like, that's fair. T- Tulane hasn't won one either. Yeah, the so, only, actually the only one out of Arkansas, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Missouri to win an SEC championship game is? Or an SEC championship. Excuse me. SEC championship? Yep. Through the list one more time. Arkansas, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Missouri. It's gonna oh, be Lord. weird. Uh, you you could take uh, Texas A and M out of there easily. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna go with Arkansas. You know Cam, what? You want to uh, throw you want to throw a guest out there? What? what, what, what um, he tells me South Carolina man. I that's like it's got to be one of the two, right? There's no way it's Vanderbilt. Miss. Nah, it can't be Missouri. You guys forget about the 1941 Mississippi State Bulldogs. Okay, all right. There we go. I like it. What? I like it. I wonder <laughs> 19, if they were... What, 1941? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, hey, fun oh, fact, too. Uh, Georgia Tech has more SEC championships than Mississippi State, Arkansas, Missouri, South Carolina, Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky combined. They have five. Nice. Yeah, even Dang. even better for them. That'd be cool. They should put those patches on the back of their helmets, too. But, uh, again, like... They should do that against, like, an Arkansas or, like, a South Carolina where it's like, hey, we won your conference championship in the past, but uh, you still haven't, and you're literally in the conference. And also, this one one makes me so happy. Two teams in the SEC have never played, just played in an SEC championship game. 
Right. Vanderbilt. And? Wait, wait. Is it Arkansas? No, Arkansas's played plenty. You said two teams? Arkansas yeah, has been to four SEC Texas championship A&M. games. Wow. Before my A&M. time. Texas A&M. A&M, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Vanderbilt and yeah. Texas A&M. Right. Only two yeah. SEC teams to never play in an SEC championship game. They're not going to Missouri came in either. just like world beaters. Yeah, right out the gate. Yeah, Missouri's been to two. Well, that's they the got thing. boat raced in both of them, but they've been to two. Texas A&M has probably been more competitive over the course of the their time in the SEC. Squeeze me, but I mean, like you you're said, talking Missouri. To, you're talking a two-time right SEC in. East champion, Missouri. Yeah, but other than that, how the other years, you had some fancy guy with one of the years they've gone like seven and five. Well, I mean, Texas A&M is like nine and three. They've been there every year. You know, they've been there. They're also not in the West. They've been there. Okay. Texas A&M, A&M had a chance. Why, why are you riding for Texas A&M over here, PJ? I'm not. I'm just saying, like, if you look at their teams, how competitive they've been, they've probably been more impressive, even though they haven't been to a championship game. Listen, all I know is the what, they're, they're Vanderbilt the and Texas A&M have been to the same amount of SEC championship games as I have. True. Vanderbilt's just... And also, fun fact, and this is just, like, out there, all of us right now have more career receiving yards in the NFL than Kadarius Tony. Wow. Because he is currently sitting at minus two receiving yards that's for his NFL insane. career. Are you kidding me? He did go to the Giants. Well, that's the nah. thing. You go to the Giants, that's what happens. He didn't look half last bad last night. He has two career receptions the, the for minus two yards. Yeah, but that's what they do to you, Cam. They pull you in a little bit. They give you a little bit of hope. And then in, in no, five they did weeks. No, they did that to you twice last night. <laughs> in five weeks, they're going to be one and six, man, or one oh, and whatever. Okay. That drop pass? Yeah, that drop touchdown pass. Drop pass that was hurt. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that, that was bad. Yeah. We got more to come here on second down, though. We're just breaking down a full weekend of college football coming up. Just dive into some of the four, more fun storylines going on and again falcons jags they're both searching for their first wins coming up this week uh really cool guests coming up on three and out we'll tell you about it coming up next year on second down if you miss any portion of the show check it out on spotify apple Podcasts, soundcloud or espncoastal.com second down on espn radio is presented to you by the uniform source alabama you got to say it like that, right, when you're talking about a big football. Alabama. Of course. Heading to Gainesville to take on the Gators. We're going to dive into our picks coming up in the next segment. But also, Georgia-South Carolina coming up this weekend. 7 o'clock kick coming up on Saturday. So I know PJ will be flipping back and forth between Penn State-Auburn and Georgia-South Carolina. Just riveting stuff of going on course. there. Of course, yeah. Actually, fun totally. fact, our, busy, our biggest line of the week, according to to Caesar Sportsbook is Georgia South Carolina 31 and a half points. So again, we'll get into our picks here coming up in the next segment. I got a quick trivia question for you guys though. Alabama's heading to Gainesville. Oh man. You know the last time Alabama lost to an SEC school at any point. Postseason, regular season, the last time Alabama lost to an SEC East school. They haven't lost. East. Yeah, they okay. haven't lost to an uh, unranked team since 2007. Right. Um, SEC and East. And they played in a bunch of SEC championships. SEC East. Okay, maybe East. It's either 08 or 09. Yeah, I'll it's take 08 or 09. Did they lose to? I feel like they lost to Florida in like the Tebow years at some point. They did. Yeah, so it was like 
2006, 2007. Cam, like that. Cam, you got a guess? And then they came back and beat him the next in the SEC championship game, and it's that's either. the famous crying Tim Tebow crying mm-hmm. meme. Yeah, it's it's in those years, 07, 08, or 09. I say 08 or 09. So the last it's time not- Alabama lost to Florida was in 2008. Okay. That was in the SEC championship game. Then they came back, like you said, the next year and beat them, Tim Tebow crying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But the last time they lost to an SEC East school was 31 games ago. Steven Garcia and Marcus Lattimore and Steve Spurrier right. at South Carolina. 2010. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had Alshon yep. Jeffrey. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Dang. Man, no, that's that. so yeah. true. Yeah, that was such a good game, too. Yeah. I, I watched like every second of that Marcus game. Marcus Lattimore was unstoppable. Classic. He was. That 2010 yeah, he was, different. was yeah. the last time. Again, yeah, 31 he- games against SEC East teams since. Haven't lost a one. No. Not haven't, even- again, haven't lost in the SEC championship since 2008. Right. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good at football over there in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. We do have a cool guest coming up a little bit later to preview the Georgia-South Carolina game with us at 5 o'clock. Tim Pops Frisbee is going to be joining us. Now, with no help, can you guys guess why they call him Pops? No. Tim Frisbee, I just want to give you kind of a story. In the early 1980s, I think 1981 was his first year playing basketball, he became the first black basketball player in the history of Central Catholic boys basketball. All right? That's just him playing high school. Yeah. Mr. Frisbee then joined the Army after high school, turning down some scholarships to play basketball at some schools like Tennessee Tech. Joined the Army, had a 20-year Army career. Then he enrolled at the University of South Carolina. Holy cow. Yeah. And in 2004, at 39 years old, he made the South Carolina football team as a wide receiver a year later in 2005 at 40 years old, <laughs> recorded a reception yeah. against Troy. Man, that's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're going to catch up with Tim Frisbee coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Really an awesome story. This Again, this is back in the early 2000s, uh, and he made the rounds. I think he was on uh, he's either on, on Letterman or Leno, but he was on CNN, ESPN, all of it. So yeah. he made the rounds after that, but man, I, I'm, ten years younger than what he was when he went out there, and I would die. <laughs> yeah. I will say though. I mean, he's obviously harder than I am because yeah, he's been I mean, the army for twenty years. years. Yeah. yeah. Although I mean, while they didn't, while he probably stayed in tip-top shape, obviously for those twenty years, also I'm sure got pretty banged up. Well, I mean, yeah, your body, but your body's too, so just. Like, Different, like eighteen-year-olds yeah. are still growing. Their bones are still made out of rubber. Right. Like it's it's different. Things start setting in. Yeah. The older you get, and I know people are yelling at me right now because like you're not even old. You don't even know. I can start to feel it a little bit. Things just it takes a little bit longer for things to recover. Oh all man. I'm, all I'm saying is, I woke up the other day. I, I don't know if I told you about this or, or said it on the show. I might have because it was big. But like, I woke up the other day on my day off of all days, of course. <laughs> and it's like two hours before I wanted to wake up. Huge cramp in my left calf. Oh, that has nothing Just to do with age. I've experienced giant. that at all ages. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I haven't felt it in so long. That's so bad. I immediately yeah. was just like, I'm 90 years old, and uh, rolled around in my bed for what felt like five minutes 
and then for the rest of my day had had just a giant knot yeah in my left calf i uh, i'll get out of my i'll get out of my jeep sometimes and like as i'm sticking my leg out i'll just like kind of it gets kind of tight yeah. and i'll feel my hamstring start to cramp and i'm like no don't you do it <laughs> straighten the leg out yep. outside of the car but no my dog sleeps at the foot of my bed and i have like flipped her off my bed in the middle of the night because my calf went Oh. And I just have to like you have to like fling that leg over, yeah, exactly. You straighten it out, and she went. You can. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, but holy cow, that is an, an, an interesting kind of pain. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. We got to get to our picks. What we're gonna do is take a break here because I know we like to get in depth on these picks. I want to give us plenty of time. I want to rush through them because there's a lot of. This, I feel very uncomfortable <laughs> about this week. I am. Yeah. Because there are I some. I was uncomfortable about last week. There are some wild lines. We'll update our standings in the picks because a person who. It's no longer at ESPN Coastal. It's just currently, I'm not going to say dominating, but he's still sitting atop the polls right now. So we'll dive into our standings. We'll get our picks coming up next. Get you ready for a huge weekend of college football. All that coming up next right here on Second Down. Got to dive into our picks here on Second Down. And, guys, I have some regrettable news to inform you. As we stand here on a Friday afternoon, Getting ready for well, technically week three of the college football season. Cody James Queen. Oh, yeah. Formerly the producer of this show. Has moved on down to Florida, but still participates in our picks. Sitting number one in the standings. Big, Twel- big pick and eight. guy. Yeah, 12-8 yeah. and eight against the spread. I'm in second place right now at 11 and 9. Cam, you are just one game behind me at 10 and 10. PJ, you're down tied at fifth place with BJ at 9 and 11 on the season. Yeah. So, I mean, just three games off the lead. That's where I like to stay. All right, just three games off the lead. Right under 500 in my picks. You're right there. We have more picks to get to. Again, a really fun weekend, I think, of college football. We're going to start with a rivalry game coming up. And, again, kind of the way we do this is in order of how they appear on the schedule by time so the first few games will be some noon kicks and gets to 2:30, 3:30, and then down into the night games so first game of the weekend number 15 virginia tech they're on the road against unranked west virginia but west virginia is a two and a half point home favorite yeah i'm gonna go ahead with uh, virginia tech i think that defense uh, showed out very well against north carolina came up with some big plays uh, I think they're going to travel well uh, to West Virginia. Now, I'll say the the local flavor, though, with, with the wide receivers there at, at West Virginia, they can make some plays, and they certainly can. Yeah, Winston but, Wright might be the best returner in college football right uh, now. That, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't surprise to see him one take take one back against, uh, what, uh, against Virginia Tech uh, coming up this weekend. But I just I think that, that defense very strong. The offense good enough for the Hokies. Uh, give me Virginia Tech in this one. Cam? Something makes me want to say West Virginia because they're at home, but uh, I do Virginia Tech take me too. Home. Uh, that might be it. Uh, I, 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 I do Virginia Tech. I do Virginia Tech. I'm not. I see West Virginia lost to Maryland week one, and I don't think Maryland's a. I mean, I don't think it's just a powerhouse football program, and I'm used to West Virginia being good like back in the day. So, give me Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'll ride with the Hokies too. I mean, outside of some big kick returns for Winston Wright. West Virginia really hasn't played anybody yeah. yet. So I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. Again, they got that big top 10 win over North Carolina to start the year. All right. Miami's had a weird start to the season. You get absolutely creamed by Alabama, and then you have to scratch and claw 
down to the final drive to beat App State. You actually won last week but dropped two spots in the polls. So number 24, Miami, is at home. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites over 2-0 Michigan State, but a team that really hasn't played anybody yet. Yeah, exactly, and and I'm just more confident, even with the rocky start that Miami has had, uh, more confident in who they have and, and the ability they have offensively and defensively. Uh, I, I don't think I'm not too high on Michigan State this year, uh, and especially on the road going down to, to Miami, which I know isn't some insane you know home field advantage, but I think the trip and everything uh, involved with that. You got the heat as well uh, down in South Florida, so uh, give me give me Miami for this one, Cam. Uh, a little bias here. I'll go Michigan State. Uh, oh, you got, I just you got, you got I, family up there, right? Yeah. Shout out to James. I know you're watching James at some point, but you go back and watch it. But I'll go Michigan State. Um, I just like they have a good running game. Always a pretty solid defense for the most part. And I think they'll be able to play a little ball control with Miami. I don't know if they'll win outright, but yep. this is going to be a close game. It's not going to be a blowout. I'm with you, Cam. I think six and a half points is too much for me. Uh, Michigan State, led by former Georgia defensive coordinator Mel Tucker. Uh, I think they cover that six and a half points. All right. We, we already talked about the motivation for this game Yeah, for the Boilermakers. Purdue unranked at number 12 Notre Dame. Actually, our second team in a row here that's at home and won, but actually dropped in the rankings. They were number eight last week after their close game against Toledo. They dropped to number 12. Notre Dame is a seven-point home favorite against the Boilermakers. I don't know who I took. I know I sent you the picks already. I, I I don't know who I took, but give me Purdue. Either way, even if I picked. You, you made the picks prior to the drum story? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give me Purdue because of the drum story, because of the motivation, and also. Yeah, you took Notre, Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame seems like this kind of team, too, where, like, every game this year is going to be exciting. Like, every game. Like, what, look at their first two games of the year. Uh, just, just, you know, absolute barn burners even against teams that maybe aren't that great can we do like so, the, the 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 degrees of separation here what do you mean florida state lost to jacksonville state right last week yeah notre dame had to have florida state miss a field goal after they had hit the field goal but their coach had called a timeout for them to hold on and beat florida state yeah so florida state lost to jacksonville state the week before Jacksonville State got beat thirty-four to nothing by UAB. Yeah, it's tough. And then Notre Dame again. Yeah, had to hold on, pop their quarterback's finger back into place to <laughs> throw a last-second touchdown to beat Toledo. I think it's okay to say Notre Dame is probably not good. No, they're not that great. There's like every game that is, they might go undefeated this year, and every game is going to be like a one-point or two-point hey, win. We got, we got, we got to put them in oh, the college football playoff. Got yeah. to. It's just like that 2012 team. It's just, and the only reason we're putting the college football playoffs is because we don't want to have to go buy another helmet for another team. We just, we already got Notre Dame's. So right. We'll put it in. So you're going with, sorry. Uh, I'll take uh, uh, Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. PJ's going Purdue. Cam, who are you going with? I, I have Notre Dame losing four to five games this year. This is one of them. Uh, I got Purdue. Um, yeah. I like it. I, I got Purdue outright. Yeah. Purdue is a seven point road dog. I think that's a lot of points. Notre Dame has not showed a propensity for playing defense, uh, so give me Purdue on the road with those seven points. All right, first real big game in terms of national significance coming up. Number one, Alabama at number 11, Florida. The Crimson Tide headed to the swamp. Florida is a 14-and-a-half-point home dog. No one would 
I mean, I would I would love it if Alabama got upset just just like everybody else. But this is just one of those situations. I, I don't feel like there's an avenue to do that. I feel like offensively, you're kind of playing into Alabama's defense and their strengths. If you put Emory Jones out there, a quarterback, yeah, he has the experience, but he has not looked very good, and he's mainly going to be running the football into the teeth of that Alabama defense. If you put AR-15 in the game, that's a young guy, inexperienced, going against Alabama, and that offense isn't being stopped anytime soon. So uh, Alabama covers the spread, probably wins by 21-24. Cam? Easy money. Bama. Bama about four scores, four touchdowns, man. Easy. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's so close. Here's, here's where I'm at you with know. this. Here's yeah. no. Here's where I'm at with this. This is the best defense that Alabama's played so far. Florida's good in the secondary, and they have a really good front seven. Like they they have some linebackers and some defensive linemen that can cause havoc. And also, can you guys tell me the team right now whose quarterback faces the most like the highest percent of pressures per dropback? Is it Alabama? It's Alabama. Yeah. yeah. He's pressured on 33 percent of dropbacks. Huh. And some of that is he's hold, some yeah. of that's he's holding on to the ball too long, and maybe Brenton Cox or another one of those Florida edge rushers gets home, gets a strip sack, something like that. Maybe the game starts speeding up from a little bit because this is clearly going to be the fastest defense he's seen. Florida's defense is on another level from Miami's, and they played Mercer last week. Right. <sighs> but that fourteen and a half is a good spread <laughs> <laughs> against. Yeah. No, you know what? You don't make money betting against Alabama. Give me the Crimson Tide. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna. There you go. I'm gonna listen to my lizard brain and just <laughs> just go with Alabama. All right. Uh, in a game that's complete opposite of the one we just talked about, Florida State on the road at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a four and a half point favorite at home. It doesn't. Make Where any... are we at in college football when the Demon Deacons are favored at home against the Florida State Seminoles? Right. It doesn't make any sense. But give me Florida State. Like I, I, I don't know. They, they, they showed up against uh, Notre Dame. Literally, their whole defense didn't show up on the final play against Jacksonville State. But again, this is just another team. It seems like they're going to be unpredictable and just weird. So give me Florida State to to cover maybe even upset Wake Forest. That's the strangest sentence I've ever just said. Cam. Yeah, Florida State. I think Mackenzie Milton, he'll come out there and have a, a, a way better game this game and get that first win. So, yeah. You know what? Sam Hartman's real good. Bill Smith's a good running back. And I think this is still a big game for Wake Forest because it's still Florida State coming to town. Yeah. Give me the Demon Deacons. Okay. I'm, I'm going I'm to take the Demon Deacons in this right. one. All right. Georgia Tech at number six, Clemson. Georgia Tech, they're a 28-point dog on the road. Yeah, give me Clemson. All right. Roll. Cam? Yeah, no explanation. Clemson. Clemson really hasn't found its stride yet, but Georgia Tech's a bad football team. Yeah, uh, <laughs> give me the Give me the Tigers. All right. Georgia Southern at number 20, Arkansas. Georgia Southern. Had a couple of really significant injuries this past week. Uh, Derek Canteen, their freshman All-American corner, who led the or tied for the lead in the FBS last year in interceptions, he is out for the season with a torn pectoral, and they're going up against an Arkansas team that had the biggest win they've had in a long time last week against Texas. They are twenty-three and a half point home favorites over Georgia Southern. Yeah, uh, like you like you mentioned. But you get Justin Tomlin back if you're Georgia Southern. Well, there you go, and and uh, that that's certainly good. But a tough start to the season, and give me Arkansas rolling with the momentum, which is again weird to say. Uh, but but give me Arkansas. Cam. Yeah, I like this Arkansas team. If if Georgia Southern didn't have all those injuries, it might be closer. But 
Definitely Arkansas, especially on the road. Emotional letdown, Justin Tomlin back. 23.5 points is a lot. I mean, if Arkansas wins this game 35-14, all right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good win. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Georgia Southern puts up some points with their quarterback back. Uh, I think they cover that 23.5 points. So give me Georgia Southern on the road. Not to win outright, but to cover. All right. In our biggest spread of the week, South Carolina at Georgia. The Gamecocks might have a chance to start Luke Doty this week at quarterback, or it could be old Zebulon Noland starting in Athens against Georgia. Last time they came to Athens, they beat Georgia 20-17 to in overtime. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship missed a potential game-tying field goal. Georgia's a 31-and-a-half-point favorite at home, and we don't know who their starting quarterback is. Yeah, that's such a big spread, and it has made me think. But this is one of the dumb reasons why I'm always so bad at pick them. Because, like, last week, Georgia burned me, right, because I listened to all the hype about UAB throughout the week and the backup quarterback and all this other stuff. So I was like, I'm going to pick UAB to cover the spread. Of course, that didn't happen. Total opposite happened. So now I'm like, all right, I'm going to roll with Georgia. Now I'm going to lose this game because South Carolina is going to cover, but uh, I'm, I'm still going with Georgia just based on principle and because and I'm uh, too hard-headed. Yeah, I'm going to go with Georgia too. Cam, who you got? This is hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know who, who's starting. Who's starting? Well, I mean, Stetson, if he starts, he's throwing five touchdowns and a half. Apparently. If, if it's Stetson, man. You know and what? last week's uh, UAB man, team is supposedly better so than South Carolina. Res- so. Yeah, Christian of all people, Christian of all people knows I respect South Carolina so much. I they, they, they significantly hurt Cam a couple is, years ago. Thirty-two yeah. points yeah. is a lot. Who you got, Cam? Give me Come Georgia. on, Georgia. I don't want to talk about it. Give me Georgia. I don't want to talk. All right, about doesn't it. want to talk about. Oh, it. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Quickly, this one I thought <laughs> was funny because the ACC Network is billing this as quote the South's oldest rivalry. When we all know. The South's oldest rivalry, the Deep South's <laughs> oldest rivalry, yeah. is Georgia Auburn. But sure, right. ACC Network, you're cute. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> uh, Virginia at number 21, North Carolina. North Carolina, an eight point favorite at home. Uh, North Carolina, I'm going to go with Virginia, actually. Wow. You know, right. I'm going to go with Virginia. Not super confident. The fighting in, Bronco Mendenhalls. Yeah, not super confident in uh, Vir- uh, North Carolina's offense. Virginia has been quietly impressive. Big win over Illinois uh, last week. So give me Virginia. Cam? Keeping it close. Uh, North Carolina by 10. North Carolina covering, according to Cam. Oh, man, that's tough because you need two scores to win. Uh, You know what? Give me North Carolina. I think they figured some stuff out last week. And finally, I saved it for last. (sighs) Number 22, Auburn. Bowen Tank hitting the road. Taking this Brian Harson offense to Happy Valley to take on the number 10 ranked Penn State Nittany Lions. Yep, 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 yep. Penn State. Five-point home favorites. There you go. Still not insanely confident in Penn State's offense, uh, but based on principle, I'm going to have to go with Penn State in this Love one. It. My like heart. You don't tells have me, to. You can go with Auburn and nah, just say Penn State's going to win by two. No. Nah, see, that's the thing. My heart tells me and my head, actually, uh, both tell me that Penn State, if they win, are going to win like – 21 to 19 by like two or three points. Hell yeah. But We're going to have like two <laughs> touchdowns of field goal and a safety for yeah, Auburn. But yes. I still like, just because I can't have that logo up, you know, when you put up the grab, I go, I'm going with Penn State. All right. Cam? Win by a touchdown. Ah, you know, I love Bo, so you got to give me Auburn. Sorry, <laughs> PJ. I, PJ. I go Auburn. I love I the boy Bo. I think uh, you guys have your own tank on your team, right? You have a fullback named Tank. No, we don't have fullbacks. Yeah, the, James Franklin is very adamant about that. He has tight ends, no fullbacks. Well, you have some kind of back named Tank. 
I'm not sure. Well, you do. I'm letting you know. <laughs> gotcha. There, there's to, a there's a player on Penn State's roster named Tank. I'll have to look it up. He's not going to be the tank you're worried about. No. Tank Bigsby's coming to town. I think he probably goes for like a buck eighty in this game. Is what I'm imagining. Give me Auburn on the road. Okay. I'm, right. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hope I'm I wrong. I don't know why. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know why people feel like they no, have to no. apologize. I for hope it. I'm wrong. Cool. I want you to me know too. that. I mean, me too. I just have obviously. more confidence in Auburn's offense, even though they haven't played should. anybody yet. They haven't played anybody. I have more confidence in Auburn's offense against the most confident quarterback in college football, Sean Clifford. Uh, So, yeah, give me the Tigers on the road. There's our picks. Uh, You can see them on social media. We've got to take a break way over here. We'll come back. Final segment, second down next. Big show coming up today on 3 and Out. The guys will be joined in the 3 o'clock hour by Augusta Stone from the state, taking a look at this Georgia and South Carolina game. And then coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, as we mentioned, former South Carolina Gamecock wide receiver, Tim Frisbee going to join the show. Again, if you didn't hear the second segment there, Tim Frisbee, at 39 years old, after 20 years in the Army, walked on at South Carolina, made the team, and then in 2005, recorded a reception. So really interested to get Tim Frisbee's story coming up here on 3 and Out. If you miss any portion of our show today, you can find it on ESPNCoastal.com, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or SoundCloud. BJ Bennett, Ben Troop, Kevin Thomas coming up next right here on ESPN Radio. Listen alive long or listen along on ESPNCoastal.com. 